Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you? This is Carla, back, alive and kicking. So happy to have you on the show today. Um, And I hope we'll have some of you maybe can call in. And we've got a great discussion for you today uh, that I'll, I'll talk to you about in a little bit. Also, uh, toward the end of the show, I've got some program updates, some exciting things that are going on. And, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. So um, we're going to be uh, doing some um, uh, repeats of a couple of shows. Uh, but I'll talk and get into more of that at the end of the show. Uh, so stay tuned. And um, and we'll talk further. Um, I want to tell you today we're talking about embracing your power, the power of your differences. Uh, when you think about that, we tend to focus so much on how we are not alike in this world. We hear that a lot. In fact, I. I was sitting just uh, watching the news earlier this morning and we're talking about another hate crime um, that's uh, occurring here. And I keep wondering why in our society have we not moved past that? You would think in 2018 we would be more evolved or you would hope that, but we haven't. And that leads in not to only our interactions within our families, with our friends, uh, but it also leads into how we relate to people in business and also how we make decisions and choices. Culture and its impact on society and business is part of our focus today. Uh, When we think about culture, you might ask, well, what is culture? And you can find a various and sundry, I think, definitions of it, but we're thinking of it in the context of learned and shared uh, behaviors uh, within social groups and how it's transmitted non-genetically, which means that there may be some aspects of culture that come through in terms of your physical appearance, but maybe but culture is learned. So when you grow up, you're indoctrinated into the world and you learn the culture within your family, uh, depending on where you are within your country or city or community. And it's the it, you're sharing the social behavior and the norms that are found in Uh, in human society uh, as a whole. And so those characteristics and knowledge of the particular group or people that you're interacting with or that you are growing up with, and and that encompasses the language, the religion, uh, food or cuisine, uh, social habits, uh, arts, uh, and much, much more. Uh, So that's what... Um, kind of gets us started in terms of the culture, then, then 
the, the result of that is how we interact as a people within that culture and the confines or the constraints we've built around that based upon the social norms that uh, we have adopted. And then consider that moving, taking those things, same things into business. And we make business decisions based upon those culture norms or behaviors. And we also make laws from a government perspective based upon those perceptions or expectations or feelings or things that we've learned or that we believe about the culture of a people. Whether it's true or not, whether it's real or not, we have these beliefs. And all of that together can create some uh, very interesting experiences, some good, some bad. Uh, But there are ways to improve that and change that. And things that you can do yourself, things that you can do as a business, things that you can do as a community. And so those are some of the things we'll be talking about today. And I have just the right person who is, is my guest today who is going to talk about this with us. And her name is Marilyn O'Hearn. Marilyn is a master coach, a certified master coach. Uh, She is highly experienced, mentor, coach, supervisor, and speaker. She coaches in 33 countries for over the last 20 years. She's a recognized thought leader in the area of personal bias, cultural intelligence, and emotional intelligence and the author of Breaking Free from Bias. Now, Marilyn also has lived in Brazil, Spain, she lives in the United States currently. She's also taught international business, organizational behavior, and she's coached extensively in the Asia Pacific, and her most recent assignment has been in Ethiopia. So when we talk about the subject of culture, I couldn't think of anybody better at this time to bring in and share with you her knowledge, her experience, her wisdom along these lines. So what I want to do at this point is bring Marilyn on. Uh, Oh, I do want to also say that she does believe in expanding uh, cultural expanding potential, including in cultural intelligence, results in uh, reduced conflict while boosting prosperity and peace. So without further ado, I want to say good morning, Marilyn. Good morning, Carla. It's great to be here with you. Oh, we are so happy to have you. Absolutely excited about it. Um. You heard, you know, what I was talking about as related to uh, culture, and what continues to bother me, I think, is we keep hearing all the isms: racism, mm-hmm. sexism, ageism, colorism, etc., and go on and so on, and. 
you know, I have experienced each one of these things uh, in my life. And, mm-hmm. and, and you may have experienced some of these things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, the, but the question for me is, why are we still, why are we still on these isms? Why haven't we, you know, as a free society, as a free thinking society, why haven't we moved past that? What, 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 do, you th- what do you think? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about um, culture. Culture is that shared, distinct um, behaviors, beliefs, characteristics of a given group of people, and that it's, it's learned. And the research shows it's learned at a very early age, including non-verbally. So if you can imagine a mother out with her two-year-old at Walmart and she flinches or moves her cart away when she sees a certain cultural group. Mm. The child is already picking up on that, and the mom may not even be aware of it. Mm. So this is, this is what happens. Um, you know, bias is that favor towards or against certain cultural identities or groups. And unconscious means the bias that we have when, when we're not aware of it. And so what percentage of the time, Carla, do you think we're operating out of our unconscious? Oh, I think, what, at least 50% of the time? Yeah, even yeah. more. 98 plus percent wow. of the time. Isn't that incredible? It is. Yes. I mean, you we're just operating on reactions and autopilot. You think about your drive home or your commute home from work, and you get home, you don't even realize, you know, how you got there because yeah. you're just on autopilot, and that's, yeah. that's the way we're operating. Yeah. Um, it- in fact, you said and, that, and I, that reminded me of driving to work yesterday morning, and I'm stopped at a light, and I see the green signals, uh, if you're going to turn left, come on, and I just move forward. I see green. Yeah. I didn't even unconsciously, yeah. so you're absolutely right in terms of how yeah. we do that. Yes. Yes, and we live in this age of information bombardment, you know, Mm -hmm. so our brains are bombarded with 11 million bits of information per moment, and they can only process 40. So if you can imagine this great big funnel coming into your brain, (laughs) 11 million bits of information being dumped in, it can only process 40. So, you know, what happens to the rest of it? It gets automatically slotted into different categories. Mm. And, you know, where this can show up then is in some of the isms that, as you've mentioned. So we've looked this year, um, you know, what happened at Starbucks is Mm. that um, the employee had, you know, this cultural group uh, slotted in kind of the danger category. So instead yeah. of just talking about 
what the policy was or having a friendly conversation, they called the police. And what we also see in the, the news with the police is their brains are also slotted to see wow. young African-American males into the danger category, and they have been trigger-happy, you know, and that Marilyn, really... Yes. I, I want to continue this, but uh, uh, I want to, we're going to uh, get ready to go to a break. I think you sure. have hit the, I am I am blown away that we've got all this information being uh, pushed into our brain and we only do 40%, you know, so, so we're thinking about, you know, only 40 pieces of information get in and all the rest of that is laying somewhere and we're going to talk about that uh, with Marilyn right after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Set. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey welcome back when we were right before we left marilyn was giving us some information about uh uh, bias and and she left. Uh, I, I broke into uh, her conversation when she was talking about police and and how that impact uh, impacts their actions as well. So Marilyn, I'll I'll let you pick it up from there. Yes, thanks. Uh, and I know um, African American friends who have that you know have to have that talk with their sons about 
what happens when the police will stop you in the car and, and how to behave so you don't get shot. And that, mm. that kind of thing just really breaks my heart. And like you mm. said, it's, it's really sad that it still exists. And there are people like me who are writing books and giving talks and getting the word out there. And it, it takes time and it takes commitment. It takes people looking at themselves. And when you hear the word bias, it's not a real attractive word. People don't want to think that they have it, but we all do. We all do. It's just how our brains are set up. And we can take steps to make changes, though. And the issue is that a lot of programs and materials stopped with here's how to become more aware of your bias. And awareness Mm -hmm. is not enough. We have to learn how to manage it within ourselves, within our workplace, within our schools, within our government for things to change. And even um, this idea of, you know, we operate out of our unconscious 98% of the time, we all have bias, and some people were hearing that message is, okay, we all have bias, so now I don't have to worry about it. It's just like, just, you know, I went to the course, and I'm done. Right. And that, that is not enough. Marilyn, I just want to also give some context to, we're talking about um, the bias that we've been mentioning, we're talking about, it's, it's sort of a racial bias, but um, there's also sexism, you know, so yeah. I can re- I can remember uh, working my behind off and for a promotion only to be told by my manager that I couldn't, uh, he wasn't going to give the job to me, but he was going to give it to somebody else because he had a family. <laughs> I got yeah. a family too. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. That and it, and then ageism, you know, where where people naturally assume as people get older that they're going to either retire or they've got to slow mm-hmm. down, uh, or the way that they speak with them, they start saying ma'am and miss and um, yeah. to people. Uh, when they would normally call everybody else by their first names, uh, as and as well as colorism, you know, we I can't forget mm-hmm. about their, and there used to be a three fifths rule or, or excuse me, a one drop rule, um, that our government uh, actually I believe has in and I want to say it's an amendment, one maybe it's the Fourteenth Amendment, I forget which amendment it is, but and what that was is that if you had one drop of of blood or one ancestor or one person in your line who was uh, black or African-American, then you're black. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. uh, you think about that. I think about the brown bag test that (laughs) that used to go on, particularly in the South, but also happened in the North, where they would uh, take a brown paper bag and put it next to your skin. And if you were darker than the brown of the bag, then you weren't going to get the job or you weren't going to be able to do, uh, get that experience. So uh, these are things that are real and that have happened and, and in some instance continue to happen in our society. And and, and uh, I look at women who are, or, and men who are trying to bleach their skin. So their dark yeah. skin, so that their skin is, is lighter, they become darker. And I don't know that this is why there's a particular baseball uh, athlete who has bleached his skin 
and to the point to me where he's unrecognizable. Um, but it continues to happen. So these biases that we're talking about are things that only deal with race. Uh, it encompasses more than that. And as you said, a lot of it's unconscious and and some of it has to do with uh, self-hate that we don't realize it. And what yeah. has... Uh, uh, what people have have accepted or expected, or stereotypes uh, that have been perpetuated for years. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to make mm-hmm. sure, give the context that we're not just talking about it from a racial standpoint. Uh, we're right. we're looking at the whole spectrum of of that. So I'm sorry, Marilyn. Go go ahead. No, yeah, that's right. And and I know you were wanting to hear some examples today. You know that yeah. I work with leaders and organizations and also train and mentor and supervise other coaches. So what I've seen with with one one leader in particular that I wrote about in my in my book was that he did that 360 evaluation and he saw himself um, as much less you know skilled um, then his peers and his boss and his direct reports saw him. Mm-hmm. And as we uncovered that, he had had a difficulty growing up, you know, with speech, his speech, and then therefore, as a high potential leader, he was hesitant to to speak up, to set up meetings, and that was holding him back in the organization, but not only him, but the organization itself, because he wasn't stepping into his full, you know, giftedness, his full strengths, mm-hmm. because this belief from growing up, the self-hate or the, the uh, you know, was, was holding him back, and it wasn't a racial thing. And if you had asked him, you know, what do you think about people who have difficulties with their speech or speech challenges, and, you know, do you, do you think they shouldn't be speaking up? He would have said, of course not. But it was just this lingering thing that he had within him that that mm-hmm. needed to be updated um, and changed. And I think also you mentioned the gender issue. And what I see a lot in organizations is this fine line that women have to walk. They're either, we're told we're speaking up too much and we're a bossy mm-hmm. bee. Yeah. Word, yeah. or you're not speaking up enough, and especially you know women from certain cultures. So like yes. rural U.S., um, Hispanic, uh, Asian descent, mm-hmm. where they've been um, Native American, have been yes. taught to not speak until all the elders have spoken, and not to speak up unless someone ask you to. So they're just sitting, waiting to be asked, and everyone else is looking at them like, you know, we hired you and you're not delivering. Why aren't you speaking up more? So that and kind I, of I got mismatch. To mention, I, I got to mention also uh, in that context, uh, women from, uh, I would say, Middle Eastern countries who yes. uh, talk a little more aggressively and who have been taught mm-hmm. to speak up uh, mm-hmm. are seen as a threat. Uh, when yes. they do speak up. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I was just moving through uh, a couple of examples of, yeah. of where we see that show up. And, 
And we talked a little bit about what culture is, and then organizational culture is its own thing, right? And we know that that's really king or queen in terms of how how long people stay, how easy it is to recruit people. And people need to know, you know, I'm a, a woman, I'm a you know, certain ethnicity, a certain age, that I'm still going to be respected. I have the same opportunities to move ahead in this organization than everyone else. Or they're not going to stay. They're not going to, and that will impact the bottom line because yeah. replacing people is really expensive. Mm-hmm. So it, it has this ripple effect. Okay. Uh, Marilyn, you wrote a book. Yes. Uh, and in your book, um, uh, your book is Breaking Free from Bias, right? Yeah. And so um, I don't want to get a lot into the book right now. We'll do that after the after our break. But but mm-hmm. because it is the focus on bias, um, uh, and we've talked about, we mentioned a couple of things like cultural intelligence. We've mentioned that and emotional intelligence. Can you just kind of tell us what's the difference between those? I think people have heard emotional intelligence a lot. It's related to Daniel Goldman, but. Uh, and they may have an idea of that, but can you tell us a little bit about what that is, but also cultural intelligence and maybe what the difference is? Sure. Well, I'm going to start with what they have in common. So what they have in common is an increased awareness Mm -hmm. of of yourself, your beliefs, your behaviors. And and so emotional intelligence, what we see particularly in the workplace is okay, I'm feeling angry right now, and how am I going to handle that anger? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so being aware of what we're experiencing and, and how that's communicated. Mm-hmm. Cultural intelligence really is the recognizing and understanding of our beliefs, attitudes, uh, values, rank, and behaviors of people with distinct cultural identities, including mm-hmm. our own. So, you know, I'm a white, midlife uh, woman, and how does that affect how I see myself, how I see the world, how I view other cultural groups, Mm -hmm. and then applying that awareness towards effectively communicating and interacting. So we think about emotional intelligence is more dealing with emotions and the cultural, more aware of um, the cultural piece. Okay, and do you see in businesses, because uh, a lot of this, because of the, uh, we need leaders who who are emotionally intelligent. Do we also need leaders who are culturally intelligent? Absolutely, absolutely. So Robert Morris, the chair of PricewaterhouseCoopers in the U.S., mm-hmm. said that uh, CQ, which is the acronym for cultural intelligence, is a critical capability for navigating today's increasingly global and diverse business environment. It's so Mm -hmm. important we made it one of our core behaviors. And then there's been some research that shows that 90% of leading executives from 68 countries identify intercultural skills or cultural intelligence 
as among the most important capabilities required to remain competitive. Wow. So Mm -hmm. with that, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back. And Marilyn, I want to I want to talk about breaking free from bias, uh, and uh, and perhaps give our, our talk start giving our listeners some tips and some strategies in terms of uh, how they can do that after the break. Mm-hmm. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's time for you to take a sweet and honest look at your life. Tune into Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Each week, Nikki invites you to call into the program where she will connect with each listener to show the power of God's love in every unique instance. There are gracious gifts and elements of power within each one of us. You just need to discover them and find your life's purpose. Live healthier and happier. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, thanks for coming back. I'm here today talking with. My guest, Master Coach Marilyn O'Hearn, and we're show we've been faith, faithfully talking about how to embrace the power of our differences, and so we've just been 
had uh, talking about culture and uh, hidden biases, and it kind of brings us to and, and cultural intelligence and what the how that is similar to emotional intelligence, but how that's different. And uh, I want Marilyn to talk about uh, our book because Marilyn is also an author. Uh, and Marilyn's title of Marilyn's book is Breaking Free from Bias. Um, and you can pick this up, I think, on Amazon. Correct, Marilyn? That's right. Thank you. Awesome. Sure. Um, Marilyn, why did you decide to write a book? Hmm. It really was a calling, a spiritual calling. That mm. um, This is something I think that had been on my heart since I was a child and started seeing that people were not being treated the same based on their, their cultural identity, their, their gender, their ethnicity. And that just felt so wrong, but I didn't know what I could do about it. I didn't feel like I had the power as a child, um, to do anything about it. And I, I share a couple of uh, personal stories around that um, okay. in the book. And I, I can share one. They will, it will hint at my age. <laughs> Marilyn? So there's the, the ageism concern. But uh, do you want to hear a story? I sure do. do. Time? I want to hear all the stories you've got. And remember, age <laughs> is only a number. And as long as you're yeah. breathing, age is good. <laughs> yes, there you go. So, uh, like many people in my era, I grew up in a neighborhood that was all one color. My school, everyone was the same color. Uh, and my parents had friends of, of different cultures and ethnicities, thankfully. So uh, one that's just burned in my brain is um, we drove across town to have dinner with um, some, you know, a colleague of my parents in a different neighborhood. And we drove up, and there was a barbed wire fence, this mean German shepherd dog barking. And um, I was this curious kid, you know. (laughs) That's one of the reasons why I became a coach. Mm -hmm. And so we got in, we got settled, we were having dinner. I said, well, why do you have the barbed wire fence? And why do you have this mean German shepherd dog? And they said, well, we don't feel very safe in our neighborhood. And I said, well, why are you living here then? Why, don't, why aren't you in my neighborhood? Well, because of the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what? Mm. You know, it just hadn't occurred to me. That was why everyone in my school in my neighborhood was the same color. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it was just so unfair and not right and um, so that was a big emotional experience I'm feeling emotional now talking about oh. that still. so and, from the, um, there was a so there was a time in America and some of this is still going on I think today where er, there was segregation is, is yes. the area you're talking about where um, whites did not I almost say all whites, but but whites did not want 
people of different color or ethnicity uh, moving into their neighborhoods uh, because they felt it would decrease the property value. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and the same thing with schools that, uh, and this was particularly in, in the United States, uh, we felt it particularly around uh, African-Americans or, or blacks um, um, and, and terms of there was segregated schooling. Uh, and I've got to say, as it relates to Native Americans, that's probably the biggest segregation that is still going on because we put them on reservations. I, and to me, that's somewhat of an insult, but that is still happening. That's somewhat, it is an insult. It's still happening today. And these are proud people. Um, mm -hmm. But this also, uh, when you think about... Um, and this, this is the history of our country is, you know, it's not something that we're making up. Um, we just had a, a discussion about Japanese internment camps where yeah. uh, Japanese Americans, people who maybe have, were from uh, uh, of Japanese descent, but who lived, were born and in the United States, uh, were put in internment camps uh, during... Um, uh, was that the Second World War, I think? Um, yes, Second World War. Uh, mm -hmm. Here in the United States. And, and that I think about that as it relates to uh, what we're doing with the immigrants' uh, situation here. So uh, yeah. I just wanted to give some context behind um, uh, what you were saying, uh, Marilyn, about living in a neighborhood where there may not have been anybody else uh, who was not of your particular ethnicity. Uh, and, and going to a school in that in that frame in the United States. Because there are people now who have grown up, and maybe that's not occurring. I mean, that seems mm -hmm. odd to them, or they don't understand that. So I just wanted to give some context to that. Yes, and, and people will say, well, it's changing because the younger generation, they're, they're together. Yes, there's making some changes, but then why have the number of hate groups and hate crimes gone up so much? Exactly. So it's, it's not all changing with the younger generation because they started picking up on cues at age two from their parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that's, that's going to take time and concerted effort to, to change. And uh, yes, I, we had friends who got married in my home growing up because across the state line, it was still illegal for them to get married. Mm -hmm. you know, one was Caucasian and one was Japanese. And mm -hmm. um, so those are things that are just imprinted, you know, in my brain. How does that impact our, our businesses? I mean, when you talk about going into your businesses, I, I do want you to uh, give us some more context around your, your book as well. But how is that, mm -hmm. uh, and just really briefly, and then uh, maybe we can get into some also some strategies. Yes. Yeah, well, besides this being a calling and having this experience of unfairness growing up, you know, like you, I can see that it's still an explosive issue, and it really hurts people and businesses. So the subtitle of my book is Preventing Costly Complaints, Conflict, and Talent Loss. And we know that... Um, when the quadruple bottom line is boosted, that's people, planet, profit, purpose, 
mm-hmm. when diversity is leveraged. When we recognize we want to have people with different viewpoints that are from different cultures that feel respected and like they have the opportunity to succeed in our organization, um, both on the board and as mm-hmm. employees, the uh, profit increases by up to 35%. percent hmm so that is a big incentive for organizations wow. to to get through this. And um, the other research is sixty to eighty percent of organizational difficulties come from strained employee relationships. Mm. So we know that some of those are because of cultural differences, and one of them that we haven't talked about yet is the generational difference. Ah, yes, very much so. You know? Mm-hmm. So you think about boomer millennials um, yeah. and how they view each other, the assumptions that they make. Yeah, this person is is uh, the millennial thinking this person is, is outdated. Right. And, uh, you know, <laughs> why are they still here? And the boomers' belief about millennials aren't going to stick around. And, you know, so these things that can get in the way of um, the success of the business, of the organization. You're exactly right. What can we, are there things, that, tips or, or things that we can do, um, Marilyn, uh, that uh, would move us closer to less bias, uh, either personally yeah. or professionally? And I, I just give me one I, I think at this time, because we're, we're about to go into our, our last break, but I just wanted to get that conversation started. Yes. So the first step of the six in my book is to identify your bias. And there's a free Harvard Implicit Bias Assessment you can do online. And then when you sign up for my newsletter, you get a free toolkit, cultural intelligence toolkit, that has a tool we can talk about more after the break. Okay. And... and uh, Marilyn, um, how, if people wanted to get in contact with you, uh, how might they do that? Yeah. So my email is Marilyn, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, at MarilynOH.com. Mm-hmm. So that's my website, MarilynOH.com. And that would probably be the best way to, to start out. Okay, that's fa- that's fantastic, and I will say that um, uh, I've known Marilyn for a, a long time now, and uh, one of the things I did do, I took Marilyn's cultural uh, intelligence class, and it was a great class, and uh, uh, uh if anyone's interested in that, I suggest you check her website and, and take that too. Okay, we're going to go to break, and uh, when we come back, Marilyn's going to give us a few tips And I'm going to wrap up the show. Thanks a lot. See you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events 
to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hey welcome back this is our final segment today and I've uh, got Marilyn O'Hearn. Marilyn is uh, going to give us some sh- tips and strategies on how to be, uh, how to move toward a less, cult- less cultural bias. Uh, so Marilyn, take it away. Yes. So as we were going into break, I mentioned that the two tools, the Harvard uh, Implicit Bias and the one in my toolkit, which looks at, you know, it invites us to, to pause and kind of center so we're moving from our unconscious to our conscious and then to consider the different cultural identities of uh, the people that we're interacting with, our colleagues at work, our customers, our clients, our friends, our family, and the assumptions that we're making based on those cultural identities and then we can look at which ones do I need to, to change? What might I need to, to update? So those are two tools. And then I, and the first step in the book was identifying your bias. The, the second one, managing your bias. And hmm. then the third, planning how to access untapped potential. And that can be within organizations um, to not pull from the same talent pool all the time, mm. to you know, mm. because then that just becomes kind of clubbish, and you know, like I'm only 
going for alumni of certain colleges or, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain groups that I hang out with. And, and people can apply this even if they're not working at an organization. So who am I spending time with? And do, are they all just like me? And what kind of media am I paying attention to? Is it all the same viewpoint? And to, to step out of that, so um, because that impacts that brain slotting system. And um, to listen to ourselves and others, what we're saying, what are the words coming out of our mouth, and mm-hmm. when we hear bias or assumptions, to challenge those. And I have ways, you know, to do that, uh, to how, how to communicate that in okay. the book. And the encouragement to um, act with awareness and accountability. You know, I have a colleague who is African American, and we do programs together on bias, and we'll call each other out. You know, that mm. in our conversations as friends, that sounds mm. kind of biased to me, uh-huh. and help hold each other accountable. That's great, because that's, that's hard to do, trying to do it by yourself. So I'm glad you mentioned, yes. you know, doing it with a friend and actually mm-hmm. calling each other out and not getting mad at each other when you do. <laughs> right. It has to be done with love, right? <laughs> Speaking right. the truth and love. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, and then, so, so really just being more aware of this six-step process, identifying managing, planning, acting with awareness, accountability, communicating around it. And then the final is the T. This is spells out impact, taking stock of your success and repeating what's, what's working well for you, your family, your organization. Okay. Okay. Those are great steps. Uh, and you said those are found in your book. Yes. And if they had questions, and once they get your book, because I know they're going to run out and buy it, once they get their book, uh, and look through the steps, if they have questions, are they able to contact you uh, about that, or yeah. how does that work? Yeah, I'd love to hear from them. I'd love to hear. I'd love to see their book review on Amazon, and yes, I'd love to hear from them what they're getting out of the book, how they're applying it, what. What else they want to to know or questions they might have, again, they can email me, Marilyn at MarilynOH.com. I'd love to hear from them. Fantastic. You know, one of the things you mentioned that I just want to make sure we put a a big stamp on as well is that uh, the, in in business, as it relates to culture, uh, the importance of having a diverse talent pool. Um, So this is some of the work that I was doing with businesses that I was working with was ensuring that they had a diverse talent pool. And that means doing things maybe a little differently than you have in the past because you have not uh, traditionally um, picked from that pool. Often businesses Mm -hmm. would pick from their friends or the yes. people that they played golf with or ran with and and or people that they lived uh, in the same community with. And if they, if those communities or those friends or those people that you're playing with are not diverse, then 
you're going to find your talent pool is going to be one type of people. Yeah. And the other thing is to make sure uh, that there is uh, there are people in your pool who are not the same kind or same type of people uh, as you said, uh, because then you do then you do get into what's called groupthink, and want to make right. sure that uh, that's a, a big killer on business uh, is groupthink. Yeah. So the the more diverse uh, ideas you can get, perspectives, etc. cetera, uh, the richer uh, are the ideas going to come out, the greater the innovation is going to happen and occur in, in your particular business. Um, just got a couple of minutes. Marilyn, was there anything that you wanted to leave uh, with uh, our, our, my audience with today? I just believe that everyone can be part of the solution, that you can become more aware and identify bias within yourself, within your organization, within your family, and change it um, so that we all have the opportunity to live up to our full potential in prosperity and peace. And that greater prosperity when we do recognize, welcome, and leverage um, diversity. You know, when we appreciate those different perspectives, as you've talked about. And there, there are multiple ideas about how to bring in different talent, including having, you know, blind resumes, taking mm. the name and cultural identifiers off of a resume when, um, because there's a lot of research around that, that despite our idea that we think we don't have bias and we're being fair, that we do tend to uh, grant the interview, have longer interviews, and the person's more likely to be hired if they are culturally like us. Okay. Well, Marilyn, I want to thank you for being with us today. I think you've given us a lot to think about. I love our discussion. As I said, we may have to uh, have another discussion on this, maybe get a panel of folks together. So thank you. Um, I want to wrap up by challenging my listeners to take an action today. So I want to ask you, what action are you going to take today to identify your hidden biases? What action are you going to take today to decrease the impact of your biases in your relationships with others? And what are you committed to do to sustain the change that you're trying to make? Uh, Thank you so much for listening to us today. Uh, Just a couple of program real quick updates. Next week, we're going to be talking to Derek Volk. about the autism spectrum disorder uh, and, and uh, check out uh, our e-card you'll get more information on that and then uh, the 25th and I think it's the first is our, our on Christmas and, and New Year's we're going to have repeat shows and so we're going to have uh, uh, Miss uh, Elmer Lucille Allen show repeated and one other uh, that I'll tell you next week uh, so I really appreciate you guys for for listening. Can't have this show without you. Uh, Do something today to make a change in somebody's life that's positive. Remember, change is with you. So from the inside out, I'm Carla. See you next time.
Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Carla D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week. Uh